He's going to burp when I press record. I, it's a bodily <laughs> function. I have no control over it. Oh, it's, so it'll take it as a good luck sign, like breaking a bottle in a new restaurant, you know. Who does that? Except this isn't a new restaurant. It's just us recording again. <laughs> and the breaking of bottles is us pressing play. You say, opa. Yeah, I know what is said. Yeah. Oh, hey, everyone. Uh, Howdy. <laughs> Welcome back to Nerd Escape. Where we talk about everything underrated and overlooked. And today, oh, we are talking about... Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. We are talking about an amazing comic book today. Super amazing. On episode 16 <laughs> of Nerd Escape, we are talking about the comic book Ultra Mega. Mega. And then roll off the tongue. Ultra Mega is the title of this comic book, and it is from the. It is published by Image Comic Books, but the imprint is Skybound Comics. Cool, cool. And we have a lot of pretty cool information about them on some other projects. Ultra Mega is published by Image Comics. Um, the first issue came out March seventeenth, two thousand twenty-one. The second issue came out April 21st, 2021. The third is coming out in May, and the fourth is coming out in June. Wow. This comic book was so good. Read the first two issues, and we had to do an episode on it. Like, yeah. It was just... I couldn't put it down, and for me, it's, I, I can easily put a comic book down, but this one I read in a couple of minutes. Yes, and the which is surprising because the first issue, and this is the first issue. It's not the first volume. I, the volume is going to be huge. Oh, it yeah. comes out with four issues, or it probably going to be four issues. Yeah. But the the first issue debuts with sixty pages Hot of dang. kaiju rumble strategic madness. Hot dang! It, <laughs> oh my god, you're twang. Um, I did that on purpose. Uh, today she's been using that twang for okay. catchphrases of like an old man named Petey would say. Petey. <laughs> We're talking about how the Austin FC lost a soccer game in the grocery store. And she looked around for any little kids and she just said, they really screwed the pooch. <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, yeah, that was me. I said that. And she was like, I looked around for little kids. So I made sure I'd say that. I was like, I wish you didn't say that around adults <laughs> <laughs> or me. <laughs> Look, I went to high school in the middle of nowhere. So please comment um, on Instagram or leave a review on Apple Music or something. Just be like, yeah, screw the pooch is cool or don't say that in yeah. public. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know. Is it cool to say? I don't think so. Anyways, Ultra Mega by it is sole creator, the writer and illustrator of the amazing paneling and art in this mm -hmm. is James Heron. Um, the colorist, who also does a fantastic job, Dave Stewart, mm -hmm. creates an amazing tone and atmosphere with the colors, and letterer Chris Wooten. Oh, Chris. Chris! Chris is back. That dude is, the more and more he pops up and be like, I re-review what he does, he's a badass. Yeah, he is. Yeah, Chris Wooten. Wooten? Wooten, yeah. Chris Wooten is dope. This issue one debuts with 60 pages. 60 pages. That's a lot. No ads in between. Thank None heavens. of that. I'll go on a small rant. Just like I don't get Marvel and DC issues because I'll turn a page every three pages and there's a freaking, you know, a toy advertisement in the middle of my pages. Yeah. This turn the page. Epic paneling. Oh, my God. It's amazing. Um, so there's the first issue had a variant cover by our favorite artist. One of our favorite artists. Ugh. Trad Moore. Good old Trad. It's, I just saw on Instagram, he had a piece 
that was from the um, Silver Surfer Black that he did, like mm-hmm. just a, a, a original page. They put it in a comic book museum. Oh yeah, I saw that. So he's already next to like you know Kirby and just all these old school comic book artists. So he, he has, he's already comic book epic level. And issue number two also had a variant cover by our favorite artist too. <sighs> Camille's more, I'd say it's more of her favorite sweet, artist by far, just how much sweet, she loves him. Sweet Ian Bertram. <laughs> God. <laughs> this comic book has like kind of spaghetti gut people. Spaghetti like, gut like people. A, a whole body just falling apart and it's just like, looks like pieces of sausage falling apart. Yeah. And like some of the kaiju's little babies look like larva like that. And he probably read that and he's like, mm-hmm. That's I like me some spaghetti. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. But if you you have not read Little Bird, Poltergeist is the writer, and Ian Bertram is the artist of Little Bird. That was the best comic book of 2020. It was so, amazing. We're still so waiting good. on um, Precious Metal. Precious Metals. Ultra Mega, the genre. If I had to just sum it up, I'll paraphrase from James Heron on the little um, kind of Blurb. hello essay in the back of the comic book. He he explained the genre as Colorful giant humanoid wrestling hand-to-hand combat with a with a giant tumorous dinosaur dipped in abstract art over a slate of gray urban landscape. So just cityscapes, very dark tones, and just like kind of almost like an ultra mega like I don't know luchador wrestler almost like fighting these giant scary kaiju's. Yeah, it gives me very dystopian sci-fi i mean if we had to like put it in a genre genre dystopian oh yeah so kaijus versus like these superhuman warriors and they're like chosen by like these cosmic entities and yeah honestly like at first look at the old school manga and like old school like anime or more of a tv show like ultraman i think it was okay had that kind of like almost were like they're wearing gloves and like boots yeah and it looked like almost like power rangers in a way agreed but with that, the kaijus in this are just raw and like zombie-like. Yeah. Legit scary. And I think the a big influence for the kaijus was like the Evil Dead like movies. Like right. you know the new Evil Dead movie we watched? And I still get queasy when I watch that movie. Yeah, I was just like I had a panic attack watching that movie. Yeah, he did. That was <laughs> intense. Uh, thankfully it was raining, so I was like, go outside, it was get good. some fresh air, it might help. There's a lot of grotesque body form in this with yeah. even the ultra mega warrior when they get messed up by the kaijus. But the kaiju is more a disease or a plague that infects humans, and it causes them to turn into this huge, grotesque monster. Yeah. So you could be infected with this kaiju disease, and it could incubate into your body for a while. Um, the Ultra Megas are humans that are chosen um, to seek out and fight these kaijus. Uh, as Ultra Megas, they transform into these huge, giant warriors. So they're actually humans, but whenever there's a human that's infected with this kaiju disease they kind of like trigger each other to start fighting and everything like that right we will go straight to the creators james heron he's the writer and illustrator you can find him at james heron art on ig and james heron one on twitter if you go on the website felixcomics.com good old felix comics it they blow me away with just Truly. with the art that they put on there because some of the artists who are comic book artists they do like commissions sometimes mm-hmm. they do just like their own art i'm very happy to see some of those bids like astronomically high mm-hmm. i'm sad because i can't buy them but you know what those artists deserve some oh, yeah. you know bit. recognition and the actual collectors who want their art like hell yeah. yeah make those bids keep those bids going at felixcomics.com just go check out the art on there if you ever never gone on there and what was cool, James Heron is a featured artist on there. Like he has his own little like 
page you can click on. Um, he has a video that it's on YouTube. And that video, he was working out of a studio in Brooklyn, New York. His Twitter says he's living in Pennsylvania. Kind of as private about his life, which, hey, I respect. It's a you got the job. Nice. You got the family. Take care of yourself. Just yes. keep the artwork coming out, please. Yes. <laughs> Careful what you say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, inside joke. Okay. Um, <laughs> so he, he, at first, was mostly a freelance artist. Um, you can find a lot of his single-page originals commissions, like I said before, on Felix uh, FelixComics.com. Um, on there is a video of him working out of his studio. And he actually gets, like, really detailed. Like, they just do kind of a fast time video of him just, like, working on a whole page. And it's, like, an, an original page of him just, like, killing it. And it looked like really hard work, actually. Like, it took him, like, like he spent the whole day on, like, one page. Yeah, I'm sure. Art is hard. But, yes, I thoroughly enjoyed that video of work, seeing an artist at work. Uh, he worked as a cover artist for Marvel, DC, IDW, and other publications. He recently has an original work as well um, called Rumble. Okay. Um, it's an image comic co-created with uh, John Arcudi. Rumble is a fight comic about a scarecrow warrior god. Um, and it is, it is thriller and adventure. So okay. another one where people are just fighting and getting smacked down. So, you know, he grew some roots into the Rumble and, you know, started working on Ultra Mega where it's just like ultra crazy fighting going on. Yeah. Um, James Heron, I think, is a... Honestly, I think he's about to hit Super's rock star status with this comic. That's just my opinion. I mean, I think so, too. It's really good. 60 pages, first issue, and then the, the second one had 44 pages. Yeah. Like I was kind of upset because I was like, why is it so short? I was like, I want to know more. Uh, you thought it was too short? The second one? The <laughs> 44 second pages is still long. I mean, compared like. I just feel like we're getting six, our money's worth. Yes. Like It's one of those comic books where I'm like, oh, okay, I'll wait for the next one, buddy. Yeah. Um, but yes, his influences, according to Felix Comic Books, are Jack Kirby, as I talked about before. Mobius, which Mobius is the incredible French artist, cartoonist, and writer. Katoshihiro Otomo, which is the creator of Akira. You never watched Akira, have you? No, I All think right. I've seen the one part where he's losing his mind and he thinks his guts are falling out. Yes. While he's, which guess, You can see the influences of the guts and the city destroying and just like yeah. metamorphosis growing tumultuous thing influenced from that and mike mcnola who is the creator of hellboy okay cool yeah. i haven't read hellboy but good for good things know. classics um the art in ultra mega um it has a horror theme almost like the evil dead as i said before um it has body horror in it so there's kind of guts hanging out it's not kind of guts hanging out um flooding out of the body of kaijus and um, ultra megas as in their fights but there's also a really amazing feeling that this is a sort of honor or study of the human form, in my opinion. It's almost like, it, sometimes it reminds me of like ancient Greek like feelings towards like uh, the body. Uh -huh. But if the ancient Greek statues had like the guts hanging out and they were just bleeding an ocean of blood. <laughs> okay. I just think the body work is like, it's like, yeah, super muscular and like crazy and like heroic Hercules bullshit. But it's so well done, the art, I think. No, I absolutely agree. The artwork is done very, very well. Uh, it just has a lot of body horror. I'm not the like biggest person on body horror. Like I can read so much or like watch so much before I'm just like, um, do I have to see the same body part over and over again? This one changes it up. Yes, it, it gives does. you the shot and you're just like, oh. But I think everything is drawn and colored so well that everything kind of makes you want to throw up. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> even the kaiju monsters like faces, yeah. and they're just—they're really, 
It's honestly Evil Dead, like veins pulsating through the kaiju's face, and yeah. when the human transforms into something just wicked. Also, I think it has an homage feeling towards the classic battle manga style, because when these giant like kaiju monsters and Ultra Mega Warriors are fighting, it's like really badass, like well put together like fights. Like yeah. it could be like Goku versus Vegeta, or like you know, Velveeta. <laughs> it could be Goku versus Vegeta, <laughs> Warrior Saiyan Prince. Okay, get it right. Okay. <laughs> and it's so, okay. I got to move on. So the colorist is Dave Stewart. Um, he is a multi-Eisner Award-winning colorist. Cool. You can find him at IG at Dragon Monkey, but Dragon, M-N-K-Y. And you can find him, that's his IG and Twitter, Dragon Monkey. He works at Portland, Oregon. Um, he was born in Boise, Idaho, Midwest. Potatoes. Idaho, yeah, potatoes. They have good potatoes. Amazing work <laughs> of the dark colors that are so vivid and balanced at the same time in this thing. Because I think this whole comic book has like a dark vibe to it with right. the tone yeah it's very grungy it, it reminds me of like uh gotham but dirtier oh yeah bloodier yeah and yes of course he's worked for dc marvel dark horse image he's worked on titles such as hellboy star wars human target daredevil bprd and the goon and many others his most recent work is a comic book called post americana uh yeah so dave stewart really ties this all together with the colors. Yeah. Uh, Russ Wooten. Yo, Russ. What up? <laughs> <laughs> Russ Wooten is our letterer. You can find him at Russ Wooten on IG and Twitter. He is the logo designer, actually, also for Black Science, Monstrous, and De-Evolution. That Black Science, uh, he does some of the logos, and so he does that guy right there on my bookshelf. Okay. He is also an illustrator himself, He's a great illustrator. He has sketches on his IGs of just like, you know, random things. He just sketches in his notebook or sketches, you know, different mediums of color and, mm -hmm. um, you know, whatever he's working with. He's a very talented person. Um, he's also a poster designer. Um, he is an artist's artist. Uh, Rush Wutun's previous work was Walking Dead, Oblivion, Outcast, Invincible. And Tokyo Ghost. I love that comic book. Okay. And of course, he's worked on Deadly Class. So he's worked a lot with Rick Remender, who yeah. I am very fond of Rick Remender on my bookshelf. Uh, Russ Wooden lettered a lot of my favorite comic books. And for that, we appreciate you so much. Goes without saying, keep it up, dude. The editor of this, Sean Makowitz. Um, he is the Skybound Editor-in-Chief. He is the co-creator and writer of uh, comic book Gasolina. You can find him at ESS. D-O-T-M-A-C-K on IG. So S dot Mac. And you can find him on Twitter at Sean Makowitz. Um, we have Andre Juarez as our logo designer. You can find him at Rez Rez. So R-E-S-R-E-Z on IG. He's also an art director at Skybound Entertainment. And that's on his Twitter and IG as Rez. He has photographer links on his IG. Um, a lot of different stuff he's doing as well. And finally, I'd like to touch on Skybound Comics, the Skybound Entertainment platform. Um, a multi, they've been around since 2010. So this is actually top, this comic book's topping off their 10 year anniversary. Um, so it's a multi platform entertainment company, advocates of creators' rights with the principles that creators should maintain creative control. And it was founded by Robert Kirkman, the, the writer of, and creator, if you will, of Walking Dead. Um, he also, uh, a founder is also David Albert, who's a producer and manager. 
He's worked on the movies American Ultra. The new show, Invincible, is a cartoon show or animated show on Amazon that me and Cammy just finished as well. Yeah. Come on, spill the beans. What do you think of it? Wow. It's, it's good. I I don't know. It's, I, it's different. I think I know why we were a little underwhelmed. We're anime kids. Like we're we're we still watch anime. Yeah. We like switch our animes up. Like watch new ones all the time. We get right. blown away by all this old school uh, animation. And animation was a little underwhelming. I mean, I appreciated the style for what it was because it definitely reminded me of like my childhood watching, um, you know, like the X Men, like. You're totally right on that. That like, was the same animation, yeah. Yeah, it's like the same animation. But I think I was underwhelmed because I just... There are too many similarities to a lot of other very popular comic books. And um, it just... I was just like, I don't want to watch another cartoon yeah. about just the same the, characters. The fake Justice League, yeah. Yeah, I was like... It's kind of like The Boys did that and it was on Amazon too. Yeah, it very much reminded... I was like, okay, so this is just The Boys... Is was a cool show. The climax of it was good. I like that. The story yeah. kind of the story got better as it went. Um, and if you got used to animation, but it did feel like you put on your TV and it's just like a random cartoon, like from the like the animated Batman series. Right. Like everyone's kind of stiff. Like they're like actual cut out from the comic book. Yeah. <laughs> so you yeah, have a comic book guy and a movie TV guy. So Skybound, you know, you put out the Invincibles. As this goes, this has. I hope we get an ultra mega show, oh, yeah, animated be, show one day. It would be perfect. It's I'm already ready. ready. Like, oh my god, it'd be scary, good, and I think it would do yeah. really well. You'd have people just being like, "Have you heard of Ultra Mega? The show is amazing." Like, get on my face. <laughs> I heard oh, what? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Where's he at? What streets is he on? <laughs> or you watch a TV show or movie, but you didn't read the book. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm not. That's how I look at people. <laughs> well. But yes, Skybound Online Store is pretty dope as uh, they have their official website, www.skybound.com. Skybound ENT for entertainment on IG. All I got to say, Skybound and Ultra Mega, where's the Ultra Mega merch? Yes. Where's where the merch? It? We want it. You should have had this prepped already. I meant to yell at you. I want to spend my money on Ultra Mega merch, Help. but it's not around yet. They'll get to it, I hope. You're going to buy me a t-shirt? We'll see. You owe me a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> okay, jumping to the, the next part. Uh, story and setting. So the, the city that they're in is, they don't get, really get the name of it at first. Uh, whenever, it's just a metropolis city. As you said, the gray slated background of the kaiju and ultra mega fights. Pretty much to get destroyed. <laughs> Humans in this world are starting to integrate robots into their society and work and like their workforce. It's kind of like a little back setting they have where like robots are taking people's jobs. Like a, a homeless guy has a sign. It's like robot took my job. Um, in this world, there's an underbelly of a virus that is plaguing humanity. Human beings are its host. Um, this kaiju monster zombie plague grows and grows the longer it incubates in the body. So you could have the kaiju disease and not even know it. Yeah. And it emerges in full form when it's triggered by the presence of an ultra mega warrior. And ultra mega warrior you you just you can sense whenever there's a human that like is kaiju and you just walk up to each other cuz you can't help it and you just 
grow like skyscrapers and just fight each other. Um, which brings you to the Ultra Mega background, uh, just to fill you in a little bit on that. So the Ultra Mega power comes from an ancient cosmic entity that was forged in the beginning or Big Bang. So in the second issue, they literally show lightning like there was nothing and then a spark of life and then boom, everything blew up into the Big Bang. And you had this like incubated like Tesseract square that gave birth to the first like Ultra Mega Warrior. But you also had one for the Kaijus. So it's like this like it's like this yin and yang thing. Good and evil always are going to exist with each other and always be at fights. And this Ultra Mega Warrior power has been at war with this Kaiju cosmic power since the beginning of time and creation. More So the readers, they get more and more small glimpses and information about the origin of the Ultra Mega and the Kaiju war and the powers as the more issues come out. So they kind of like fill you in a little bit of like cosmic history and a little bit of like messaging from like, you know, the cosmic ultra mega entities. <laughs> As for the three main humans um, who were the ultra mega warriors in the first issue, they had the same dream. It's of this cosmic super being Ultraman looking in it like this Ultraman's like looking down upon them and he's sitting on this like huge like cosmic eyeball that has like crystals and stuff like growing off of it. And he gives them a choice. He says, there's a kaiju plague infecting the humans and it's growing across the universe and we're giving you a choice to become an ultra mega warrior. And hey, you know, you're having a dream. So you're probably going like, okay, that sounds cool. <laughs> Maybe, you're not terrified. So if you say yes to this cosmic warrior being, then they take this crystal that has an eyeball on it and they insert the power crystal with the eyeball in it. Uh, this cosmic eyeball embeds in your chest. Boom, you wake up from this dream with an eyeball glowing remnant on your chest. Now, you walk through this city, a grocery store, and as a human with the ultra mega cosmic power inside of you, you can sense when a human is infected with the kaiju virus and it's in your proximity. The kaiju virus inside the human's host activates. Boom, once again, the ultra mega power takes over and the kaiju takes its true grotesque form and you have some amazing kick-ass full panel fight scenes of them just crashing into buildings and trying to evacuate all the humans they can. <laughs> the Ultra Megas kind of look like mass luchador wrestlers with white gloves and boots on. Um, it's definitely an homage to the old Power Ranger, like Ultraman, and I love it. Um, but take the Kaiju, but take Kaiju Rumbles, like typically Rumble Kaiju, like movies or series, make it more serious hand to hand combat with like blood and guts or shed. And it's more like blood and guts are poured and flooded through the story. Very horror touch on the eviscerations of the Ultra Megas and the Kaiju's bodies. But you also have these like amazing battle manga style fights. And once again, it is my favorite comic book of 2021. There's more than one Ultra Mega. Epic fight in the first issue delivers 60 pages of greatness. Issue two, it's more of a desolate setting. It's post the big Ultra Mega Kaiju battle. Who wins? Find out yourself, please. <laughs> Humans have built a big walled city to keep out the Kaijus. Kind of reminds me of Attack on Titan. And they kick out all the humans who failed this Kaiju virus test that they invented. You get this glimpse of the people who live outside the city walls. And so it's more like they're scrappers and they're like scavenger people. Kind of dust cyborg humanity. 
also humans who honor the kaijus by they honor the kaijus they make a kaiju clan or gang they want to be kaijus so they wear like these red hoods over their head with like their own little design like teeth or eyes on it like we're monsters <laughs> yeah you really look like pretty it. much losers <laughs> Some of them, yeah. Um, which is totally believable that humans would do, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> they would do it. Going to join the kaiju side just based on the power grab. Ultra Mega, that's the setting we're in. So we're going to talk about the characters now. So our first character, we've got Jason, and he's our first Ultra Mega. He, of course, uh, is a retired boxer uh, turned janitor, and... Uh, he recently lost his job to a robot, <laughs> a very small robot at that. Uh, did he? So pay, did they pay the robot? You think? Why would they have to pay the robot if it's not really like? I don't know how they built their robots, but Jason is, you know, he just looks very run down, very tired. Like he looks like he's in his fifties when he's probably like in his thirties. It's a killer mustache. Uh, well, he still looks like he is <laughs> in 50 when he's probably in his 30s. He looks like my middle school football coach. Oh. You've never seen him, but he's a middle school football coach. I mean, don't they all look like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they're not, like, super young. I like Jason. He's cool. Yeah, he's chill. Um, so he is a family man, and his biggest concern is trying to get home to his family so he can just live but you know kaiju they're running wild and destroying things he senses them a lot and it's a big city yeah Yeah. and and the reason why he's the one who's fighting because if you could tell the other two kaiju or i'm sorry ultraman they don't look as tired and that's because our next character steven he creates robots for the government a hand he is living his best life <laughs> he yeah he he was i think he got it when he was a little kid he had the dream when he was a, a little kid yeah and he was like and, and I saw, prototyping then just making robots period for the government and then after i think he was making no he's making an arsenal for them like the okay. big people like it was almost ready to go so they could take time off okay that's him and steven were talking about, or him and jason were talking about so he's trying to build that machine okay. ultra mega like bots and a good reason why Steven wants to do it, whenever he was fighting, when he, like, because he grows, they go through a couple of years after they get these powers. He got his arm bit off right. by a kaiju. Yeah. So. And I, it kind of scarred him very badly, where he didn't want to like do this fighting anymore. Yeah. So he completely stopped. But you know, he's rich. He's living a lavish life. So uh, I don't blame him. He's kind of having like, kind of a cult parties. <laughs> yeah. And so the whole the whole eyeball thing. I don't know if James uh, Heron is flirting with the, just the idea to like put it in there, like the Illuminati eye thing with this. Maybe. Because I don't know, the little Steven was having like a bachelor party or something and he had just like a goat hanging out with him, like in like a, you know, an eyeball pyramid in the background. I think it was like upside down and there was like a a blowjob bear there. That's so (laughs) interesting. And so Steven's like, I don't know, it's kind of crazy because going back to the evil and uh, good always balancing out each other. Right. That's kind of what like a little Illuminati stepping stone thing is. Yeah. Um, and you kind of have the balance from the characters, you know, because Urn, that you're about to talk about, is more of a dark character. Yeah, I mean, he's a dark character in the senses that you don't know his story and you get a very quick um, reference to it in the story. 
but all we know is that he's just this big guy, this big bearded guy, and you don't hear him talk. He kind of roams the streets, and at some point he left the city, and so he is definitely probably dealing with trauma, so, you know, he keeps to himself. Jason's uh, Ultramega's blue, Steven's green, and um, Ern's red. So it gives that whole, I don't know, I was about to say Teletubby vibe. Oh, no. <laughs> not Teletubbies, not Teletubbies. It just gave that, like, you know, ultra combat, like, Power Ranger team theme almost, you know? Yeah. But Ern, he isn't really around a lot. He kind of ran away from society because I guess he didn't want to be triggered. But he also had time to, like, explore his power as an ultra mega because he, like, he goes off at one moment. He's yeah. just like, there's a deeper power to all this. Right. If you go out, like, to the desert and be alone and find out and do some peyote. No, he didn't do peyote. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. But, yes, the characters, there's not a lot of deep backstory, but they're just there to kick ass. You know? Right. Have a little character flow to them. They do have a history, but you don't, you don't get to learn about a lot of it. Yes. But they're mostly there for clobbering or getting clobbered. I'm hoping that there's more backstory. I like character. Um, I guess I like character-driven stories from time to time, and so the plot for this one's really good, it, so I'm hoping it, the character uh, arcs are really Well, I think well about it, well. maybe the first issue is just kind of like the big event right. that happens, and then you jump, I don't know, what is it, like 10 years into the future, maybe, maybe. 12, and you jump 10 years, so 12 years in the future... And you get introduced to new characters, and maybe that's where a majority of the story is going to take place. Yeah. Fingers crossed. So our next character is Noah, and uh, he's predominantly in the second issue. And he's basically this kid who lays around in his underwear, and he's um, (laughs) using up batteries that he shouldn't be using up on BR. So (laughs) he's kind of, he's not a troublemaker. He's just, he's what is the word um when you're mentally checked out you're just you're done but you know he still tries to be as sensitive to his housemates as possible yes so and, i i mean he's this is an issue two you introduced to him and so this, these are the humans who are living outside of the walled city so right. it's very desolate and dusty and they only get to go to like their town uh Avalon. That's what they call. That's what they call the the town right outside of the wall. I think it's Avalon, the drowned city. And yeah, they're they're basically scrappers and traders, so they're poor. So it's probably really hot. That's why he's in his tidy whities Yeah, (laughs) playing three D, playing VR. Yeah, and he is a huge supporter of the Ultra Mega. So he just he wishes that they were still around and. Misses, I think he misses the action somewhat, but yeah, and I think you don't get to see him growing up, but he, you have flashbacks from like he had some he had some friends and like some older inspirations who weren't Ultra Megas, just regular humans trying to fight off the kaiju's die. And so he has his own trauma. He has dreams of being an Ultra Mega and like smashing kaiju's and eating them, <laughs> right? Which is really crazy. It's it's a hard life for him. <laughs> Yeah, he's going through it. You know the vibes. Next, we have Gara, and Gara also lives in the outskirts of uh, town, so Avalon. And he basically looks like the devil. He <laughs> is part of the Kaiju clan, and he is like draped in red, and his like mask that covers his face is just looks like horn. It's like 
It mimics the eyeball in the middle of his head. Yeah. So he definitely looks like a kaiju, like a red kaiju. Yeah. So he is like the secondhand man to this uh, worm of a kaiju. (laughs) And when I say a worm, I literally mean like a grub. He looks like a grub. Like the ones that you dig up, like you're in the dirt as a kid and you're just playing in the dirt and then you get that white little thing and it looks nasty. Yeah. That's what this little thing looks like. And um, Gara, he's he's also kind of quiet too. So there's a lot that we don't know about him and I'm super excited to kind of get his backstory because it's very secretive. I need to know. Well, also Gara, he wants to be a kaiju. Like he wants to have the power. I think he but just wants power. That he, he, had he hides things from like this, like he's honestly, he's a grub, but he always answers like, oh, I'll tell the prince. Like, so there's a kaiju prince or king that he answers to, but pretty much he always tells these co- this uh, kaiju clan. He's just like, don't forget, you're still just a weak pink human. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's really rude. Like As like they're carrying him around. <laughs> Yeah. Like a baby. So this kaiju worm, let's just get into him. He, this this thing is on his last leg. Literally. He's just he's going to die soon. So he is just, he yeah. has to have a human blood bag. So he has a blood bag wherever he goes. So he's just sucking on humans. He's being carried like a baby, like in a harness. Yes. And then he just like has like and bottles and needles attached to the person carrying barrier. him. And he just, he looks he looks gross, very slimy. He looks like he could leak on you at any moment. Um, and he looks like he stinks. It's just those word boxes. To, like his word bubbles are just <laughs> like yeah. you, you can hear the, 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 the like he heavy has wheezing breathing. in his lungs. So yeah, this little thing is gross. Literally a grub. And um, he's... He's there to give demands, and he thinks he's, you know, hot shit, and um, he just looks like shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Cause. And one more character in the first issue, the main battle, that's the climax of everything, there is the Kaiju Prince, who he's just a big, massive Kaiju, but he talks, and he, like, you know, he can communicate, and he has daddy issues. And that's all I'll say. Okay. Sweet. All right. Question number one. Because it's question time. What's your favorite thing about Ultra Mega? I have two favorite things. I know you only asked for one. It but can only be one. No, no, no. Uh, let me talk. <laughs> uh, the tone of the whole story and the Ultra Mega length of each single issue. Um, tone is just dark and serious. And when kaiju stories usually have a sense of awe or thrill, um, and they're, I think kaiju stories are mostly used for entertainment throughout the years and throughout our culture. When the story is like, it would suck if this was really happening, that's what this feels like. This feels like this would, like, it's when you go see Godzilla and versus Kong, you're like, yeah, like gorilla versus giant lizard, this is gonna be dope. You're never really scared in those movies anymore. I don't, to me, it's all entertaining. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's meant for entertainment. So in this kaiju story, it would suck if this was really happening because it's almost like zombie transformation mixed with kaijus um, and how, and it also gives a deeper glimpse of how it affects the humans below the fighting and not just kaijus punching each other and being theatrical. 
um, scary monsters that will eviscerate you. Like, if you fight them, it's not... There's been some kaiju ones where it's like, you know... I mean, they had Godzilla back in the day, and it was a man like in a rubber suit like doing the boxing motion. <laughs> right. Um, and so I just love the dark tone to this and the scary... Like, it's actually very horror, like, kaiju fighting. Mm-hmm. And the length of it is just... All of, it's just all of us get our money's worth with this. I think the issues are eight dollars, seven ninety nine, and an average comic book is three ninety nine, four ninety nine, and what you get ten pages, and this you got sixty, Give like or take, yeah. yeah, sometimes you get fifteen or whatever. Um, you are left wanting more, but you are also satisfied, and it's like eating a full course meal at like a five star restaurant for me. Like it's just like I feel like very good after I'm done with one of these. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What is your favorite thing about this comic book? Uh, I really liked a lot of the action scenes. I just felt like I was um, submerged into the the city. Like, I was walking among everyone and kind of being like, um, <laughs> how do I get out of here? Yeah. How do I... Which way is it to a different place? That was going through your mind <laughs> as you're reading this? Yeah. I was just like... How do I get out of here? I was like, this is scary. I don't want this. So I definitely can applaud just the movement that every action scene has because I... Yeah. I definitely felt like I was there trying to get away. <laughs> I'm sorry. You had to go through that? I was like, whoa. <laughs> But, Very I mean, vivid. It was good because I still was just like, I want to read. I want to keep reading to see where this takes me. It's not going to leave me out, but let's go. All right. Question two. Who's your favorite character? My favorite character that I briefly mentioned, I don't want to give too much away. Just I was going to describe it anyways right here. It's going to be the Kaiju Prince. Um, the Kaiju Prince, it just, okay, one, he's just massive. He's huge, like very much way taller than the ultra megas who are fighting him um he has a gorilla type body but he's like very rigid and he has like sharp like blade elbows um he has like kind of this like almost foliage like head like it looks like a flower that's like closed no it looks like a butthole okay yeah okay what's the flowers kind of like buttholes too um but whenever the so below like the like the closed you know area petals nice flowers um, <laughs> there's this like grimacing gross mouth that just always has blood on it because he's just like eating like ultra megas like body parts and when he opens up it's this skull head and he actually talks about the ultra megas and he's just very grimacing he's very evil um, I liked his manga fighting style so he does the whole like He'll slap like someone across like you know the air, and you know how like Goku does like instant transmission. And it's just like shoom, and he's just like on the other side of like you know ready to do another attack. He does that. He is just a really good bad guy who seems indestructible. Um, he's scary too, as I said before. And I'll just say this: he has daddy issues. Um, he's just a kaiju with that really scary, bloody, evil, dead look. And yeah, I've never seen a character like that. And I had to go back and reread it, and it, it, I still think he's evil, more evil every time I read it again. Yeah, he's pretty intense. I, yeah, I was just like, man. I can't wait to see more with him. This guy's gotta go. Kaiju Prince. 
my favorite character, I don't have one because I didn't have enough backstory to really, I don't want to say relate to the characters because I don't think I'm going to actually relate to any of the characters. I think uh, the characters are well thought out. I just need more backstory. So this one for me uh, is very plot driven in my mind and I'm enjoying the plot. So if that was a character, I would say character plot. It's a factor for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Question three. If you were asked by the Ultra Mega in a dream to defend the world, would you? Sign me up. Hell yes. All right. You know what? I'm not afraid to die for my country. I mean, my world. Um, <laughs> I think it would be pretty cool. And if, like I said, if I was in a dream, I'd probably be like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I would yeah, think that. you would. I'd be like, if, wake up. If it's a dream, but like, yeah, sure, it's cool. <laughs> I wake up with an eye on my chest. You're like, what did you do? <laughs> I would stab you in the chest. <laughs> but, but then be, I would turn out. into, what? I'm going to defend the world. Here's the thing. I was going to defend the world. And then I don't get to see you. You'll see me. I'll see you in the sky. I don't get to see you coming home. Who am I? I'm cooking for one now. We'll move out to an isolated area. You can't come home. You're passing by kaiju all day long. (laughs) I'll never see you. You know what? I would do it just to be, just to live that badass for a short time. Yeah, you're going to get your butt kicked. Be a, be a, it's better. What's the term? It's better to burn out than to fade away. There you go. And that's <laughs> what the Ultra Mega theme is. <laughs> wow. It's just they're super powerful, super big. And yeah, it would suck to like, yeah, be just doing a casual thing, like going to the mall, shopping for jeans. And, uh, you know, you just turn into a kaiju and destroy the whole JC Pennies that you're shopping. <laughs> I was just trying to get Boba. Oh, I bought <laughs> I bought, just bought those. Yeah. <laughs> crush someone's potato chips sad day sad <laughs> but day. i would totally do it because one i'm in a dream and i'd probably be like yeah let's do it i'd just be in a dream state i'd wake up and be like what the hell just happened and then when i realized that you can actually get hurt as an ultra mega like you can get your arm bit off and it's very painful and disgusting and ultra mega warriors are not invincible i know that so with that said yes well, yeah, i would go off a trigger you- answer and just say yeah i would do it warrior would, all day i would not do it uh i just in me now you would just be a puny human no i would go and die why because why why would i why would i put myself in the position to catch the virus in the first place and then have the possibility of dying and just kind of being gross anyway you're not catching a virus you think the ultra mega warrior power is a virus well, what I'm saying is I'm saying no you kaiju to, scum. <laughs> I'm saying no to being an ultra. You would join the kaiju clan. That's what you would do. Uh, I just said I would off myself. That's not good. Well, I would. Well, then I'll go be an ultra mega and you can do that. <laughs> wow. He said he doesn't love me. I didn't say that. That's what he said. We could be ultra mega warriors together, but you know, you're not about that life. So will you change your mind for me? next question <laughs> <laughs> i'd be badass see we both die but i'd go out fighting so uh, you choose death either way what's the saying uh 
Um, better to burn it out than better. <laughs> nope, never mind. Question four. How likely do you think a virus from outer space could wreak havoc on Earth? Like, current time. Like, right now. 2021. Oh, well, I mean, what, what did we just get out of? <laughs> uh, a pandemic? Um, We're still not out of the clear. We're still not out of the clear. By the way, high five. We're both vaccinated We're fully. We're vaxxed and waxed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I'm not wax, but in, you missed your last wax appointment. So how dare you put that information <laughs> out? <laughs> oh God, uh, <laughs> vaxed and waxed. Um, <laughs> you need the question again. No. <laughs> how likely do I think it would be? I don't know how likely it would be. That's like, I mean. That is literally like a cosmic entity. Like, how would it come to be? Would it like just come? I don't know. An alien drop it off? Schematics. Would an asteroid come in here? Is it buried underneath the earth and someone dug it up and just released this ancient. No one knew the schematics of COVID. So, how did someone say how likely is it that we'll get a new virus that kills people? I will say this. I don't know how likely it is, but I do know how likely it is or what it would be like if there was a kaiju infectious disease going around half the country would not believe that the virus even existed because fox news will probably tell them it's all a hoax yes yeah, as <laughs> and, they look like it, a kaiju it's like on. it's like it's just the it's just it's just protesters destroying the city you know it's not the kaijus don't worry about them and yeah we would all be screwed because even if we made like a vaccine for it to like you know or test you for it they wouldn't get it and you'd have a bunch of kaiju hillbillies running around destroying the cities. Yeah. And if we had more ultra mega recruits, people would have said yes in the dream, then maybe we'd stand a chance against them. Well, you have to be chosen, though. But what about people who are chosen and then they decline it? Who Who's declining it, though? You. Yeah, me specifically. I think everyone else is going to accept. Because they probably think they're getting some... Co- great cosmic deal out of it you oh probably you're gonna shoot me to mars you probably think great. you'll meet god nah because you didn't know about this plot you would nah. say yes no you're like I yes would not. god take me veggie tails <laughs> uh, and what do you think would happen and how how likely do you think it would be and uh, what, how do you think it would go down i think we'll be dead but you're so pessimistic so you would want the kaiju virus during our time I'm hoping that we are dead before that happens. Oh, so you think the likelihood of the it, likelihood it needs to happen way is, in the future? It would happen way in the future. Okay. Like, we'd be dead. Maybe, like, another generation goes Damn. through. <laughs> that soon? And then the third generation after us. So that's how far you think we are from an alien threat. Yeah. I think they're bored. And yeah. Earth is pretty much getting pretty what destroyed. What if the ultra megas are bored and they're just doing this for fun that's what i think happened the ultra mega cosmic entities like please read like, the comic book yeah <laughs> i need theories i seriously and do. honestly there's plenty of room for theories because yeah. what she just said is not even a plot like thing that that she that's just her own assumption and i just kind of thought of that right now so yeah the you don't know who's behind it because they haven't gave the origins of everything correct so the kaijus could be like some hunting uh game that they want to like they just want to look from above and see these human people like oh yeah look he's a warrior let's see if he wins and they're just like making money betting they're in like, their losses <laughs> in their cosmic ultra mega casinos <laughs> yeah 
That is Ultra Mega. Yes, yes it is. I know I blabbed and blabbed and blabbed. You know Jabbar. This has been episode 16, Ultra Mega, by the creator, James Heron, illustrator and the writer. This He is killing it with this. I can't wait. Um, if you can, try to get out there and get the issues. I know they're already going on their third printings, issue one and two. Try to go to your local comic book store that maybe is like the quiet one in the corner no one really knows about. You might be able to find a first print. Yeah, that's true. We went and found a couple first prints. So I have my yeah. on-hand ones everyone can touch. And I have my other ones that keep your hands off them, mm-hmm. please. That's nerd status. <laughs> that's what she said. But yes, in the variant covers by Trad Moore, Ian Bertram. Ian Bertram is just everything he touches. It's just beauty with his little stabbing, scratching, and cross-hatching. It's amazing. Ultra Mega by James Heron, the colorist Dave Stewart, the letterer Russ Wooten, some of our favorites. Please keep this comic book going. And uh, Skybound, get on. Uh, ho- I hope you're already doing animations for this because I want to see this. First, I want merch. <laughs> merch, yes. Merch first. As she... <laughs> Touches her, what is that stance called? As she twiddles her fingers and her fancy nails, I want merch. That's not how I spell it. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for listening. Um, please, once again, if you like what you hear, if you don't like what you hear, go to listen on Apple Music, leave a comment for us, Instagram, give us a like, follow us on Instagram at nerd underscore escape. Um, and wherever you listen to the podcast, if you can leave a rating or, you know, that really helps us out spreading out the news and spread the word, spread the wealth. I thought you better said spread the word of the Lord. I thought you were about to say that. I'm like, we are not in church. No, we are not. <laughs> this is not church appropriate. But yes. Once again, this has been episode 16, Ultra Mega of Nerd Escape. Where we talk about everything underrated and overlooked. I'm your host, Jablar. And I'm your host, Cammy. We will talk to you again soon. Bye. Peace. High five. (laughs) Wow. We missed twice.